0: Just a couple of quick matters before we begin the lesson tonight. Uh, Over the last day or so, we've been blessed in our home to have some guests that I mentioned this morning, the Click family. They have two small children. One's age five. His name's Bo. A daughter uh, named Jane, who's two. And they just raved about the congregation here Over lunch and this afternoon. You know, you don't mind preaching for God's people somewhere when guests come and they talk about your friendliness. They talked about the young people playing with their kids. They talked about how wonderful it was to worship with us. And sometimes I think the church just needs to hear that kind of thing the influence that you showed them really brightened their day and their outlook. He's been looking for a preaching job. looks like he's going to be going to Homer, Alaska. And I'm glad that they came to be with us. And I'm glad they got to know you very much. I mentioned in the bulletin this past week that... Our shepherds recently picked up some additional support for a young couple at Bear Valley. She had been working at Wendy's over 40 hours a week, trying to help make ends meet while her husband was in the school full time, and she was trying to take classes in the ladies' program, but was not able to do so to the degree she would have liked. This is a young couple that just recently married and that recently began Bear Valley. She is 21. He's 19. His dad is a preacher. His grandfather is a preacher. Rocco Pierce, who's been here to Westside, that Terry would know well and that we've had some partnership with, due to the uh, Extension School of Bear Valley in the Fiji Islands. But one of the things the elders did was when they heard about this, they felt that that young lady needed to be in the ladies program at Bear Valley and that knowing that she would need additional help and her husband for that to happen, they stepped up with the support. The elders have not said anything about that just yet. But I wanted to say something about it because I really think it says a lot about our shepherds. And it says a lot about the direction of the congregation. If we have an investment that we make in a young couple that turns out to be Aquila and Priscilla for decades to come, that is a tremendous congregational investment take a moment and thank our shepherds they really are concerned that the lord's money is used in a way that honors our lord and i think this young couple that i just talked about first year at bear valley they will remember what the church at west side has done for years and years to come god bless you thank you elders talk about a dramatic gear shift God is God and you're not. God is God and I'm not. You are not all knowing. You are not all powerful and strong. I'm not either. You're not fully perfect and beautiful and mature like God. Me either. But what I want you to understand is we should learn to rejoice that God is who He is and that we're not Him. We can be His... We can belong to Him and indeed we ought to. We have every motivation to belong to Him and to be part of His family, the body of Christ, the church. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 13. But tonight I'd like to talk about something that all of us have problems with and give you some hope. Living with our limitations. Living with our limitations. That can be hard especially for preachers, for elders, for church leaders. It can be hard for all of us, can't it? But when we think about the scripture Joe just read... Our sufficiency is not of ourselves, but of God. 2 Corinthians 3 and verse 5. And then one turns to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the power may be of God and not of ourselves. Christians ought to be people that acknowledge gratefully that God is God and we are not. And we ought to be people that are humbly grateful for that fact. We acknowledge that God is God and we're not, but we're humbly grateful for that fact. Again, think about Terry's words in both of the Lord's Supper meditations today. If there's anything that ought to clothe us with humility, 1 Peter 5, 5, it is that God is God and we are not. Therefore, maybe we should avoid acting like we are, being full of ourselves and high and mighty, What I'd like to do is show you from Scripture five areas in which we are all very limited. May as well acknowledge it and humbly rely on the good Lord. And then at the conclusion of the lesson, five words that will help us better deal with our limitations. Y'all ready? Five areas in which every one of us face limits. Number one, we all have limited gifts. We all have limited gifts. Even a person is a ten, that's a ten-talent man is not a hundred-talent man. We all have limited gifts. And understanding that to whom much is given, much is required, Luke 12, 48, that ought to humble us because ultimately all gifts are derived from whom? The good Lord. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, Psalm 24 and verse 1. We all have limited gifts and talents. Think of some of the most exceptionally gifted and talented people you know. Sometimes people that are gifted and talented are also arrogant and condescending. But people that are really gifted and talented are also very much aware that God is the one who has given them the gifts, that they are accountable to Him, and we are to be good stewards and faithful stewards of all He has entrusted to our care. 1 Corinthians 4 verses 1 and 2 And ultimately, all of us will give an account to God for our use of what He has given. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. It's humbling. Therefore, the arrogant, condescending person with talent that may be overbearing misses some valuable principles because all gifts come from God. He gives them to who He will. And 1 Peter 4 verses 10 and 11 speaks of being stewards of the manifold grace of God. Now when you understand this, we all have limited gifts. And it's very humbling and it's also humbling when you think about God giving you gifts, we need to be very honest in our assessment of areas of giftedness and areas of non-giftedness. Because have you ever been around somebody that thought they were God's gift in every area? And they were sadly mistaken. They had the ability to strut like a peacock while sitting down. Christians ought not be that way. Now here's something to think about. When we fully appreciate and respect the fact that we all have limited gifts, we are more willing to be appreciative and respectful of the gifts of others. I wonder how many employees who are Christians would have this set of them. They don't play well with others. I wonder how many preachers would have that set of them. They don't play well with others. They may be fine in the pulpit, but they just don't get along with others. I wonder how many people might have that said about them, but we all have limited gifts and therefore we ought to be respectful and inclusive and not jealous of the gifts of others, but have a sense of cooperation. We are laborers together with God. That's what the Bible would say. And with one another. Number two, not only do we all have limited gifts, we all have limited time. We all have limited time. Better be careful about killing time because we all have limited time anyway. The Bible talks about, help me to remember how short my time is, Psalm eighty nine forty seven. The Word of God says, so teach us to number our days that we might apply our hearts to wisdom. Psalm 90, verses 10 through 12. The Word of God speaks of redeeming the time, Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Because the days are evil, buying up the opportunities. We all have limited time. God is eternal. Isaiah 9, verse 6. Our lives have a beginning. And while we can live with God forever, we're not eternal like God. There is a timelessness to Him. We all have a limited time. The most miserable person in all the world is a person who tries to cram 36 hours into a 24-hour day. Who tries to cram 10 days into a week. While we may try sometimes, and I have, it is impossible because we all have limited time. Be careful how you use this gift. Might I suggest this. When you think about your time, make, if you will, a triangle that in your mind that consists of three circles. At the top, put... Your spiritual life. Now, I recognize all of our life has spiritual elements, but I'm talking about worship and praise and personal Bible study, prayer, devotion time, family devotion, etc. That's what I'm dealing with here specifically, okay? To the left of the spiritual circle, put the relational circle. Family Spouse, friends, co-workers, classmates, and the like. And then on the right side of the triangle, draw this circle. Your work life, school, the job, the house, etc., And here's what I want to say. Granted again that all of life has a spiritual dimension. For every yes you say, it will enlarge an area. When we say yes to the job, another area will be shrunk. Isn't that the truth? If we say yes to the job, and and I'll use preaching as an example, for every yes I say, that may well be time away from my wife and from my grandkids and children. That has to be considered. And that is true with each of us in our lives. But it's easy to think about maybe church work, but then isn't being a husband part of my work in ministry? Isn't being a grandpa part of a work in ministry? And so you can see how this can be complicated... Terry Lynn, for every visit you make, often you're having to say, see you later to, 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 to Ellen or Carol for a little bit. Or maybe not being present at some event. We all have limited time and no matter how much we want, none of us can be two places at the same time. Lord knows I've tried. But none of us can. What I am saying is make wise choices. Showing love for God and for your family. Make choices that show that you're doing the will of God from the heart. Ephesians 6.6 6. In all of these areas. Your spiritual life, your relational life, your work life. It's a juggling act, admittedly. But we have limited time, all of us. Number three. We all have limited energy and strength. Can anybody over the age of 70 say amen to that? Amen. You can be younger than that too, can't you? Amen. We all have limited strength and energy. I know what the Bible says and I preach the lesson on personal responsibility and what we ought to do and a to-do list that can't be beat this morning. And I believe what I said was True. But we all have limited strength and energy. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know your labor is not in vain in the Lord. 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty eight. 58. Waylon even used that as part of his devotional Wednesday night. It's a great passage and it is ever so true. But we only have a limited amount of strength and energy. Even when you're young... How about being fervent in spirit, serving the Lord? Romans 12 verses 11 and 12. That's a true passage. But as human beings, we only have a limited amount of strength and energy. And in the natural process of aging, we don't have as much of it. (laughs) Therefore... Think this way. If the fact that we all have limited gifts should cause us to rejoice in the gifts of others and to cooperate with them and to encourage their utilization of the gifts that they've got. And if our limited time causes us to delegate to others or encourage others who have some time in this area and who want to be involved to do so. And shouldn't we? How about this one? Acknowledging our limits with energy and strength. How about encouraging those who have it, some who you would think, like my granddaughter has it to excess. Like to borrow some of that from her, wouldn't you? Okay, several other young people here. But why not encourage those who have the energy to be involved in some areas? so that we can use our energies in areas that are needed really important and man it requires a lot of prayer and a lot of thought and a lot of wisdom because part of me still wants to play five games of basketball on a Saturday, go home and mow the yard, and think of that as part of my manhood and then getting up to preach on Sunday. But I got news for you. If I play five games of basketball and try to mow my yard, I will not be here Sunday and it won't be providentially hindered. It'll be because I'm sick and dumb. Number four, not only do we have limited gifts, limited time, not only do we have limited energy, we all have limits. We all have limited maturity. I don't care where you are spiritually. Nobody can say that we have arrived. We are all still a work in progress. Isn't that true? We all need to grow in God's grace and knowledge. 2 Peter three eighteen to grow to greater knowledge in Jesus. Colossians one nine through fourteen. We all do. Nobody can say that they really have had Christ formed in them. Galatians four and verse nineteen to the fullest. We all have limits as far as maturity. Let me ask you this Have you reached Christ likeness in the area of self control? Have you reached Christ likeness in the way you use your speech? Have you reached Christ's likeness in humility and patience? Have you reached Christ's likeness in love and forgiveness? Have you reached Christ's likeness in gratitude and in turning the other cheek? We all are limited when it comes to maturity. But may every day be a day that we sincerely long to be more mature in Christ, to be more like Him. We all have limits. Preachers do, elders do, the most faithful congregations, members do. What I want to do is stop and get everybody to just think. Limits are given to us not to be a prison, but to be an act of grace that reminds us that He is God and that we are not. Every limitation is that. And if every physical or mental limitation will cause me to see He is God and I am not and I need to put my all, my trust in Him, that is enough. Amen? Yes. Number five. We all have limits concerning emotional Capacity. You ever just sometimes feel that you're at your breaking point? I deal with a lot of church leaders and preachers at this point in my own ministry where it seems as if they have been oblivious of the fact that they could get to their own emotional breaking point and physical breaking point. That God is God and that they're not. Have you stopped to think about people in Scripture that were really at their emotional breaking point? How about Elijah in 1 Kings 18 and 19? It seems he is deeply discouraged. So much so, I just want to die, he tells God. Go ahead and just kill me now. How about the psalmist in Psalm 42 and 43? Why are you cast down, O my soul? How about the psalmist in Psalm 73? How about Paul when he talks about being afflicted above what he thought he would even be able to bear? 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 11. But it's the same passage where he speaks of God as the God of all comfort who comforts us in all of our affliction. And how about Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane? Can you imagine it? As he prays, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass. Do you think... He is about at an emotional breaking point. It's really an emotional moment for him. We have limits as far as our emotional capability. And they may be somewhat different for us depending upon the individual. But every person has limits because every person is a human They have emotional limits. I think that there are some people whose gift, and it doesn't come from the Lord, is really testing the emotional limits of others. And it's one of the most harmful things that anybody could ever do. Pushing the buttons to see what it takes to break someone emotionally. There's going to be a lot of people in hell that had that as their specialty. May it not be true of one Christian. I wonder how many marriages have been like that where people pushed all the boundaries, especially emotional ones where there was no shot too low for them to take. We all have emotional limits. God won't put more on us than we can bear. But He knows our maximum capacity and the devil will try to put just a little more. We all have these limits. Now as we close, you've been gracious. Give me just a few minutes. Five words. Five words that will help all of us deal with our limits in a more God-honoring biblical way. The first word is pace. P-A-C-E. I want to honor God and accept my limits by the way I use pace. Sometimes I need to pick it up. I believe many a preacher needs to pick up the pace, be more enthusiastic and have way more content in his lesson. I believe that. I believe a lot of preachers run out of gas. Not the time to lack pace with your family to know when to speed up the pace and to know when to slow it down. But nobody can go at the same crazy pace all of life. Be still and know that God is God. Psalm 46 verse 10, word number two, rhythm And Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 11 especially comes to my mind that there is a season for everything under the sun. A time. We all go through the seasons of life. There are a number here that are in the spring of life. You're young. Your energy is amazing. Your life is before you. Good health, most of you. That's wonderful and we rejoice in that. Some are in the fall and winter of life. And we rejoice that God has blessed you as He has up to this very moment. We can rejoice in that. But we must learn to respect God that He is God and that we as humans, though made in His image, He made us with limits. And He did it because He loves us and as an act of grace to point to Him. Third, vulnerability. The word being vulnerable, vulnerability. We have to acknowledge things, and gratefully so, humbly so. Devin, you probably can't drive a golf ball as far as you used to. You might once, and then your back is out for the next month, huh? legitimate things, and being vulnerable enough to say, I better not do that. It used to be something I could do, not even think about it. Here's something to think about, ladies. One of the times that your husband is really doing what you've always wanted him to do, communicate with you better, is when he is vulnerable before you. Because you think, among ladies, kind of talking to each other about your vulnerabilities and what you can't handle, that can happen. Guys still find it difficult to acknowledge humbly their vulnerabilities. And when one does, you're finally getting that fella to communicate a little better. Fourth word. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Can you be thankful in the various paces of life, in the various rhythms of life and acknowledging your vulnerabilities in life? Can you be thankful to God? for your limitations and for His blessings. Number five. Christ-likeness. Christ-likeness. Never Waste a limitation by griping about it and complaining about it. Don't waste your limitations. Utilize your limitations for more of Jesus to get into you. It seems to me that that's the only wise response. It is a limiting response to complain and whine, and a natural one. But it, if this will show more of Jesus in me, so be it. Remember Paul's thorn in the flesh? 2 Corinthians 12, 7-9. The Bible doesn't tell us what the thorn was. Some people believe it was his eyesight. Some people believe it was stomach issues. There's a lot of of ink that's been spilled over the years about Paul's thorn in the flesh. But here's the fact. Whatever the thorn was, and we don't know with certainty, I'm glad the Bible doesn't tell me. Because if the Apostle Paul had limits that he came to see not simply as a messenger of Satan, but as a gift of God, maybe we can look at our limitations not just as a messenger of Satan, but as a gift of God too. The lesson is yours. We're about to stand and sing our song of encouragement. If there's one here tonight that needs to come to Jesus, there's no better time than now to put him on in faith, repentance, and baptism. And for those of us who are Christians, how desperately we need God every hour of every day. Let us stand and sing.